USB microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. Forgive the interruption, but I believe this requires your attention. Meanwhile, at the above-ground underwater suborbital volcano lair... Sergeant, we need a response team. We're already putting together the best man. With all due respect, sir, so am I. I have a plan. <laughs> it's a fake plan. It's real! Mighty Marvel Geeks. That's what we call ourselves. Sort of like a team. Team? No, no, no. We're a chemical mixture that makes chaos. We're, we're a time bomb. Well then, son, you've got a condition. Your show about all things Marvel with Mike, Kylan, and Eric. What a bunch of losers. I am Groot. That I did know. These people may be isolated, unbalanced even, but I believe with the right push, they can be exactly what we need. Suit up. I'm bringing the party to you. I have indeed been uploaded, sir. We're online and ready. And welcome to another issue of Mighty Marvel Geeks. It is the agents called the Intrepid Trio. Eric, Kylan, and myself. Mike, how are you guys doing? I'm good, buddy. How about you? How are you? Uh, I've been holding on to a secret for a while that we're going to talk about more over on Wookiee Radio this week, since this is a Wookiee Radio week. But uh, That's no ride. That's a space station. (laughs) Pretty much it. That's not. That's no moon. That's spaceship Earth. (laughs) (laughs) And if you get the quotes, let's just say we're going to see Spaceship Earth become a star. (laughs) And if you can't see it, you must be dead. But beyond that... um, Well, it's kind of Marvel. Marvel's doing the Star Wars comics now. Sure. There you go, exactly. Um, Why don't we go ahead and kick off, since S.H.I.E.L.D. is back, I think we got this week and and next week, Mm -hmm. before they hit mid-season finale, after being off the air for two weeks. (laughs) Off for two weeks, back for two weeks, off for three. Yeah. Or more. Yeah, but this one was a good one. Yes, it was. This one was a good one. I mean, we're seeing... I am loving the fact. And what did I say at the beginning of this season? Fitz was going to try to science the crap out of this magic stuff. Yeah. Yep, you called it. <laughs> and how cool is it that the android is the one working magic? Yeah. Dead. Yeah. Wow. No, you're right about that. So you know what this means. <laughs> no. well, they have just set up the possibility for an evil robot wizard oh. as a villain. Oh. And we'll be talking about who? Ada. Right, but which particular villain? Well, I'm just... Well, just I in don't general. know. This could be something, this could be something completely... Uh, I, I'm not really sure of any magic-wielding androids that are out there in the Marvel Universe. But we see an android making magic in this episode, do we not? Yes, we do. Yeah. So, And I like the, the way that it looked like to the, the regular people as she's just moving her hands in the air. But when you switch over to Fitz and Coulson, well, she's actually putting light strands together. Yep. But do we care? In this particular situation, no, but okay. we end up uh, – we end up – I'm sorry. We're going to end up wishing – what Bad do you pun. do when somebody makes a brain? <laughs> True. But if she puts her hands in the air like we just don't care, then yeah. we continue on. <laughs> <laughs> I admit 
I, I, I didn't see that at first. I didn't <laughs> see what you did there. So I... I, I so, think okay. I think they're setting Ada up to become more than just an android, though. Yes, it's kind of like Data with the emotion chip. It becoming a a, a sentient life form. This is kind of like the the LMD on steroids. Yes. Yeah, but they really haven't discussed LMDs on the sh- in the MCU at all. Truthfully. Well, Tony Stark did once. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So the te- the concept is probably there. Right. Right. And but. and Radcliffe did refer to her as such, right? Am I just missing that or am I hallucinating? No. Or was it like on the on the computer screen when we first you'll know, see the shrouded image of her? Ah. Uh, see, you know, I wonder because well because it looks like the whole thing with Ghost Rider ends in a few weeks, like literally in a few weeks. Right. So so we're not going to deal with that well, in the second it, half. And we've talked about that, too, with um, how they're, they're taking the storyline right up to the mid-season finale instead of trying to stretch it out over the whole season like they've done with some of the others. Right. So, I, I mean, to me, that's a that's a good thing. Oh, I agree, and I, I, but see, I'm curious about what kind of a uh, impact has bringing in such a dark and iconic story had on the the time change for Agents of Shield. Right. Because I I like the fact that they're not stretching it out. I was mm-hmm. worried that they were going to do that. I like that they're not. You know, so that's great. But I wonder, did they get everything out of it that they hoped to? I can't. You can't help but hope, but believe that they did. I see. I feel like they did because I mean, what I mean. Well, we got Robbie Reyes number one came out. I guess by time you're by the time the listeners are listening to this, it came out last week. Yeah, you know. Well, I mean, it, seriously, I don't really think that they incorporated an entire plot arc in the TV show just to hawk a, t- a comic book. No. no, no. Now, now this could have been vice versa. Work up the comic book because of the MCU thread, right? Um, no, I, I think, I think this is a perfect setup mm-hmm. for to br- for bringing him back, kind of like Deathlock, but hopefully cooler. I hope so. I would love to see. All right, here's what I would love to see: Deathlock and Ghost Rider oh. together. Yeah, you think about it, you've got magic and technology together. <laughs> I, you, oh, that that's that i would not want to be on the wrong side of that one. Oh no oh no and to what you said earlier about you know not drawing this out over a whole season that's what agents of shield's been notorious for yes yeah particularly in that first season where they're just dragging things out until winter soldier broke this yeah. is it's, it's a breath of fresh air it really is um and it, the, the show itself feels feels like a different show and even this deep into it, it still feels like a different show. It doesn't feel like I've seen this before. Right. And I'm liking I, that. I tell you what I would like to see some more of. Mac being the Ghost Rider fill-in. Ooh. Yeah. 
and using a freaking motorcycle. Man, he just rode up in there shooting. <laughs> yes. Just rode up in there, just guns blazing. And I'm just and like, you would and you know what I would love to have seen out of this? You remember in the uh, incarnation of Ghost Rider where Dan Ketch was the was the Ghost Rider. Yeah. And Johnny Blaze came looking for him, mm-hmm. looking for a yeah. showdown. And Ghost Rider just kind of like grabs his shotgun barrel mm-hmm. and something happens and now his shotgun shoots fireballs yes i want to see max axe chopping shotgun shoot freaking fireballs uh, what, what do you call the what do you call a shotgun jerry <laughs> he could call it mary pickford for all i care <laughs> yeah but jerry make more sense because then he could say it shoots great balls of fire oh my god <laughs> You stay up at night trying to work I, these um, things I, out, don't see, you? I just like I didn't want to. Yeah. <laughs> you set them up. I do like every stormtrooper and miss except at close range. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know what I'm talking about, look up the stormtrooper trying to get into the police academy. Yes. <laughs> Yes, I, I did see that. That was great. But yeah, that was. But yeah, I, I like the fact that the spirit of vengeance, the, the Ghost Rider spirit, mm-hmm. is actually Roman from person to person. Yes. I mean, he just, he just up. Like, well, now here's the thing. Now, you wonder, because you would think that there has to be some kind of deal in place for the spirit of vengeance to be able to inhabit a body. Now, I'm wondering if uh, deep down inside, if Mac has as good a man as Mac is, does he have a willingness for vengeance, an unspoken, an unspoken willingness? Because that spirit took a hold of him and had no problem setting up shop. You know, I think with everything that the entire group has gone through, mm-hmm. and Mac is not immune from that. He's yeah. had loss. He's had uh, friends go bye bye either by like say with with Hunter and Bobby, uh, just you know taking a powder or 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 like uh, Lucy Lawless's character dying. Right. Then you got to believe that anybody. It doesn't matter. It, Dudley Do Right would have a unspoken desire for some kind of vengeance at that point. Mm-hmm. And I think that actually adds a little bit more depth to Mac's character, which is just one more step. And I'm loving where Mac is going, where they're right. going with him and developing him as a uh, as a character. It's it's what it's interesting to see exactly how dark. Like okay, like I, I I like the way they portray him now. I like that, but to know that there is something in him that is so dark that the spirit of vengeance can set up shop and it's okay. I mean, there's there's a little darkness in his in his soul. You you that is implied, like you said just now. Um, but it's kind of like the that's kind of the character that I like. It's like yes, there's some darkness in there, but you don't give in to it. No, you you struggle against it. And it's that struggle that makes you more heroic, that you keep striving to be better than your base instincts. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So what I'm thinking that since it's it seems to be I I don't want to say they're wrapping up the plot arc Mm -hmm. with Ghost Rider, but I don't he may not be the primary focus of the second half of the season. Right. 
and I think that's going to be director Mace. Yeah, I think we're gonna see. I think we're gonna see some of his dark secrets, like you know, where he wasn't really a hero at, at the uh, Sokovia Accords, and where he's kind of he's kind of lying to everybody around him about one thing or another, like where he says, you know, "Oh, I, I I talked to Simmons." No, I didn't. And Fitz comes out and calls him on it once they get back from that Phantom Zone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Mm, yeah. Hmm. You know, okay, I, this, I will say this, and I'm saying this without having seen any, no, seen the uh, this is mid-season finale, which is weird. It's still weird for me to call it that, but okay. I'm, I'm with you in that I don't think we've seen the last, and maybe what is going, what, the story arc that we're getting for the second half is going to tie to him in a big way and then maybe we end up seeing more of Mac seeing that side of Mac or what or maybe they'll find some way of incorporating I don't know maybe they can make Mac a type of Johnny Blaze character oh no you know? that that's an interesting that would, that would be cool. aspect you know, because I, because when Robbie comes through the portal, mm-hmm. he's the last one to come through the portal, right. and you know he basically gets the spirit of vengeance right you know, back. Mm-hmm. And Robbie asks for Mac's help settling one last score. Mm-hmm. So who knows? We may see that freaking fireball shotgun chopper kind of thing yet. So you never know. It, it, I I would love to see it. I would. I think um, they certainly hit the ball out of the park with this one. As much as I want to see a Netflix series of Ghost Rider, I'm happy with what I got. I'm beyond happy with what I got, actually. And we um, may still see that. Yes. I think this sets it up very well for it. Yeah, yeah. This also sets it up if they do decide to go the, the Midnight Suns route, too, for Netflix. Mm-hmm. Yes. So it'd be also neat if we saw him in Infinity War. Oh, yeah. They need to bring a lot of things into Infinity War. Well, from all we've heard, they pretty much are. We can hope, right? <laughs> and like I said, you know they uh, they they have upped the game with Doctor Strange. So, but speaking of oh. Infinity War. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marvel co-president uh, offers a teaser for Avengers Affinity War. Um, production on the movie is gearing up to begin shortly, uh, probably after the first of the year. Uh, and we'll shoot back-to-back with the upcoming fourth Avengers movie, which is still without a name. Let's just call it Let's just call it Avengers Monday. Avengers 4. Let's call it Avengers <laughs> Monday. Because okay. you, you ride in on a Monday, stay a few days, ride out on a Monday. The horse's name is Monday. <laughs> okay, out of a show that's already filled with really long reaches, oh. Oh I think God. you stretched furthest on this one. <laughs> in, uh, huh? All right. It, it's Louisiana story time in New Orleans. <laughs> street vendors will, or the, they're street hustlers, and they will go, I can tell you where you got your shoes. And you sit there thinking, I'm from out of town. There's no way you know the name of the shoe store, which is a local shoe store to my area. 
and they go, well, you got your shoes, like say you're in Jackson Square. You got your shoes in Jackson Square on December 2nd at 11.54 p.m. Uh, well, yeah, technically you're right. So if you beat them on that game, then they usually tend to pull, okay, you rode, you rode into town on Monday, stayed a, stayed a couple days, two, three days, and you rode out on Monday. How is that possible? The horse's name is Monday. Then they, then if you get that right, they go, okay, okay. Tell you what, I'll let you, because you got them all right, I'll let you hit me for free. And you go, nope, because I'm not going to jail. <laughs> and oh, that's the way God. the money rolls. Les bonton roulet. <laughs> so, sorry. Oh. <laughs> all that for a long reach. Yeah. Um, so... Luis D'Esposito posts on Twitter a picture of the Infinity Gauntlet. I'm a, I believe this is the trade paperback. It looks like the trade paperback, but the the issue number one in the series had the, had same, the cover. same cover. And it says, I'm in the coolest of hashtag Avengers Affinity War meeting. Well, what's the meaning of this? Uh, and what makes this so interesting is that the Infin- Infinity Gauntlet series was the first chapter in the line-wide crossover with Infinity War being second. So mm-hmm. are we kind of bypassing Infinity Gauntlet and going straight into Infinity War? Um, the Infinity Gauntlet, as we all know, tells the story of Thanos assembling the glove with the Infinity Gems, or as we know in the movies, the Infinity Stones, w- which a lot of people are going... I thought they were going to put an Infinity Stone in Doctor Strange. Uh, they, they did. did. If you paid attention, they don't. <laughs> they don't mention that it is until the end of the near the end of the movie. Yeah, like they put the, the warnings at the end. So um, the Infinity War storyline picks up later when Adam Warlock has removed the good and evil inside of Thanos to become a being of pure logic. Oh, wait, no, he did that to himself. Never mind. (laughs) Um, And through his evil side, reforms as Magus to cause even more galactic trouble. So keeping this all in mind, how is Marvel Studios going to adapt a fan favorite storyline in the same manner as the Winter Soldier or Civil War, which shared the name of a comic crossover event or a comic series as well. Um, that is up to the Russos, and it's going to be interesting to see. I think the way you're going to see it is you're going to say they're going to call it Infinity War, but the actual Infinity War won't start until the end of the movie. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I think this movie is going to be Thanos assembling the gauntlet. Yeah. He's got to go to, he's going to see, where was the Tesseract? Uh, is it still on Earth at the end of Door of the no, Dark World? No, 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 The Tesseract is back in Asgard because that's, right, that's, that's how right. Thor and Loki get back. That's right. All right. So the Tesseract is in Asgard. The orb is in the hands of the Nova Corps. The scepter, the mind gem, well, that's in Vision. Yep. There's only one missing. The, t- the time gem, it's the soul gem is the only thing missing. Right. right? Time gem is with... Uh, is, is the Eye of Agamotto. Yeah. And the Aether is, uh, is that the Power Gem? No, that's not the Power Gem. It's, uh, I can never remember which one is which. I mean, Tesseract is space. Eye of Agamotto is time. Uh, that's really all I can remember off the top of my head. So, but yeah, yeah. I, you're going to see, you're going to have to see Thanos coming into these places and basically laying waste to all this. 
Yeah, yeah. Now you likely will not see Silver Surfer, uh, but you can see just you won't see any of the X Men. Likely, not going to see the Fantastic Flop. You're not going to see any of the Fantastic Four. You might see Spider Man. You should see Spider Man. I mean, he's part of the deal, you know, working agreement yeah. now. Yeah, I'm just I'm trying to think of who all was part of the team to fight Thanos. Yeah, Doctor Strange had the Hulk, had Captain America, Thor, Iron Man. She-Hulk, Submariner. Uh, Submariner's still the one that's been talked about. Is it or isn't it? I think Nova. Yeah, I'm trying to remember who all did. I think that's most of them. Yeah. Wolverine. Which can't do. (laughs) Yeah, can't use. Silver Surfer, She-Hulk. I mentioned her already. Can we do She-Hulk? No, we can't do She-Hulk because that would still technically be under Universal. Um, oh, speaking of which, was at Disney Springs this weekend, or this week. Yeah, yeah. On my only day off at work, and stopped at the Marvel Superhero Shop. And was it good for you? Catch what I said. The Marvel Superhero Shop. Yes. When it opened. But the agreement with the park, with the with Universal, didn't say Disney Springs is not a park. No, it's not. But it's a part of a theme park resort. Well, technically, the no, the wraps really isn't. I guess that is the technicality because the when the monorails said the Marvel's Avenger Avengers monorail, it was the resort loop monorail that doesn't enter the park. So yeah. So that does say Marvel's Avengers or Marvel's whatever. Uh-huh, uh-huh. There, there's the loophole. But I guess when they opened, they were being, I guess, protective. But people were coming in going, where's the Batman stuff? Or it's like, yeah, wrong company. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you want that stuff? Uh, we know a place in a basement, in a broom closet. <laughs> oh, wait, that's another show. Um, so... Uh, so yeah, that's, that's that with Infinity Gauntlet. I'd be curious to see how much further we go with this. It'll be interesting to see it because. Well, I'll, I'll tell you, there, there's four pictures at the bottom of this and I'm trying to figure out what the pictures are. There's one the staircase for one. Is that supposed to be the sanctum? Cause they don't say. And then there's. Yeah, I, I really don't know either. And then there's another one with someone in a mocap suit. Then Thanos with the glove with five with five stones, and then the original Marvel Affinity War Part One and Part Two, which will be May of eighteen and nineteen. So, um, but bringing that up in first looks, do y'all see the first look of Thor and Hulk from Thor Ragnarok? Yeah, I did. It, it looked weird in the fact that Thor was fighting with swords and not Mjolnir. Yeah. But we have Planet Hulk armor. Uh-huh. I mean, checking out the 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 weight. It's cool that we see Thor wearing a helmet. But I I'm kind of this. I almost hate to burst everyone's bubble who might have seen this. I think this is fan art. Because I'll what tell makes you, you what, think that? Well, isn't it Beta Ray Bill who uses swords? No, Beta Ray Bill uses a hammer, but it's a different looking hammer. Okay, well. That's not Chris Hemsworth underneath the helmet. Hang on, let me. Dude, I think you may be onto something here. The guy looks Asian, and and the picture of the Hulk mm-hmm. almost looks like the Hulk out of Planet Hulk. 
see, that's the thing. I'm, you know, I sat there when I first saw it. I was like, well, maybe it's just the artist, but uh, I'm with Eric. Yeah, it, it's it's not because oh, I can't. Let me see. See this picture here, but that doesn't even look right either. That's just a composite. No, and look at his helmet. The helmet doesn't look right either. And what's with the right arm of Hulk? Or lack of right arm with Hulk. Okay, yes. that big that big object back there behind his back, uh-huh. it looks like he's trying to swing a hammer of his own. The big honking hammer. Right. Yeah. But the arms are so... so the, the arms aren't proportionate. Yeah. See, here's the other thing. Wouldn't Thor have... I mean, if this is going to be the first look, wouldn't you think that they would have Thor holding Molnir? Well, that's what I said. I mean, it's... Unless for some reason he doesn't have it, uh, but even then, I, 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 I just no, this just not. Mm-mm. Now, if this is like some sort of concept art, I could kind of see that. Mm-hmm. No, but this is fan art. This you is th- you to- think this is fan art? This is okay. total fan art because l- look at the the paint str- paintbrush stroke behind Thor. Mm-hmm. The I red mean, one? Oh yeah, yeah. Or the green. The red one going into the orange and purple. That is there to completely hide the masking or the blending of the two edges. Because mm-hmm. when you look at Hulk, where's his where's his other leg at? His left leg. It totally disappears. It's green on one side and it's blue on the other. Right. Mm. It's, I mean, initial concept. It looks great, but shenanigans. Yeah, I think it, it, this is not this is not a first look. And I, I wish some of these, because on the site Monkey Fighting Robots, their thumbnail sketch is zoomed in right on the face, and it is quite obvious there that's not Thor. Well, there you have it, then. People, uh, we people officially have, call shenanigans on this. People have gotten Busted. snookered. Busted. Yep, 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 and yep. <laughs> That's all I got to say. Shenanigans, 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 shenanigans. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. So, well, Kylan, why don't you tell us more about a Telltale series? Uh, a te- oh, we, this is a continue. Well, not exactly a continuation, but it's a story that we we have brought up a couple weeks ago. Yeah, um, it's been pretty recent. Yeah, yeah. So, oh yeah, because this was the story that. Um, came out uh, because of the voice actors uh, Mm -hmm. uh, voice actor strike the strike yeah Yeah, the voice actor strike okay so we now have a official reveal unveiling of Guardians of Marvel's Guardian of the Galaxy Guardians of the Galaxy the Telltale series Uh, this is going to be released on console PC and mobile in 2017 Um, this was released revealed live at the Games Awards uh, yeah. this week. And when you get it, you can be dancing in the moonlight. Yes, you can. And, you know, you, <laughs> you could uh, uh, maybe enjoy your pina coladas while you're, you know, I just have a funny escaping. feeling. I just have a funny feeling it's going to be a rad mix. You think so? Well, that's what it says in the trailer. Yeah. <laughs> the, the trailer, I swear, the trailer is like the most awesome thing that doesn't reveal a single thing. Yeah. Don't you, don't you just love that? Like you <laughs> love it and at the same time it's kind of frustrating? Yeah, because all you see is a Walkman floating in space. Yep. 
Yes, yes. So this is uh, it's it's titled Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, the Telltale series, and this is going to be a five part adventure. Uh, and so yeah, so they're five parts. So it's not. So you know, it's kind of you kind of have that uh, that serialized aspect to the gaming. So you know, you'll just be dying for more. Or, or maybe it'll be a nice bit to tide you over while you wait for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 to begin. Or to, to, to be Sorry. I yeah, I can't a... fight this feeling anymore either. I, I, I was hooked on a feeling. Yeah. <laughs> hey, here's a quote. Of, uh, this is from Kevin Bruner, the co-founder and CEO of Telltale Games. Uh, the energizing blend of humor, emotion, teamwork, and full-on sci-fi action adventure of the Guardians provides an enormously satisfying space to explore through Telltale's unique style of interactive storytelling. In Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, the Telltale series, players will take on multiple roles within the ragtag band band of heroes and take the pilot seat in directing their escapades around the universe. We are always honored to be working with the best creative partners and storytellers in entertainment. And working with Marvel on this series leaves us excited to share what we've been developing when it premieres in 2017. Uh, so, yeah, so there's a, you know, so it looks like that this isn't just, you know, that this, there, this seems to be, uh, they're, they're building this up rather to be a full story experience. So you're, you know, you're, you're going to get to fly uh, the Milano. You're going to be taking on different roles within the team. And, you know, apparently this is going to be a pretty open world. I personally have never played any of the Telltale games. But if I were, this would be the one I would start with. Now, if this is anything like the Walking Dead series, oh my lord, is it going to be awesome. And I know they just did the Batman Telltale games as well, and I have not done that one yet. But yeah, I haven't either. But this yeah, one, like you this said, one, Kylan, would this would be the one I'd want to start with. Yeah. I, well, you know, you know, hey, you know, if I if, if I get to, if I get to be a baby Groot, hey, give it to me. I am Groot. <laughs> So. Or getting touch to my inner ro- inner rocket, so you know, hey, <laughs> well, well, I live for the simple things, well, like well, how much this is gonna hurt. <laughs> <laughs> so why don't, why don't we stick with the uh, with the gaming theme? Because mm-hmm. and I'll and Kylan, why don't you go ahead and stick with that as well? Uh, okay, cool. You know, uh, actually, the no, the funny thing is, I was tooling around on the internet a couple of weeks ago uh, because I had noticed that something that had been missing from PS4 was in the uh, Marvel versus Capcom games, right? Mm-hmm. And so apparently, I think it looks like it may have been 2012, somewhere thereabouts. Uh, I guess they was a Sony lost the license for the uh for the Marvel uh for any Marvel uh content, and so I'm like, okay, 
Now, out of the blue, I'm I, I I get a notice in my news feed that we're getting a Marvel versus Capcom four in 2017. That's pretty good. Yeah, and uh, now here's the interesting thing. Um, and this was actually announced also at um uh, at the uh world uh, at I guess it was at the World Game event this week that um oh it's uh it was during the Capcom Cup uh, for Street Fighter V tournament, okay? So, now this was uh, initially was not an official announcement, but they're saying things are looking very favorable for Marvel vs. Capcom 4 to be released in 2017. Now, here's the other interesting thing, because we also know that Marvel has kind of stepped back from mutants, you know? So, it looks like the characters that we're going to be seeing are more from the cinematic universe so they're going to be making room for Ant-Man and Groot and we're not going to be seeing mainstays like Wolverine or Magneto okay Um, and so, so yeah, so it looks like, uh, it says here that the last game was released in early 2011, and that was Marvel vs. Capcom 3, mm-hmm. uh, Fate of Two Worlds, uh, which featured heavily, uh, no, some X-Men characters, Wolverine, Magneto, Phoenix, Storm, and X-23, you know, but yeah, so we're going to be getting, we're going to be getting, you know, more, cinematic characters uh i'm wondering if we're going to be getting uh characters from the uh netflix uh universe i don't see why not i think it'd be cool to see that Uh, but yeah, this will be the first time that the uh, Marvel game did not feature X-Men characters since 1994's X-Men Children of the Atom. Okay, yeah. just on a, a side note to that, mm-hmm. guys, there is a video floating around the internet where somebody took some of the best fight clips from uh, Civil War and yes. cut sound with Marvel vs. Capcom 3. Yeah, yeah. Now, and I think that's what made me, I watched that video and i think that's what made me go and see what was out there for the playstation 4 because there's nothing out there and those and uh, i think there was like an article from not too long ago that even went so, went so far as to say that they didn't foresee anything but apparently they had been planning something and so we're gonna get to see uh so i might i'll get to make my uh make my ps4 happy <laughs> with um with some Marvel action, although Marvel did re- did release uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance for download um, and Marvel Ultimate Alliance too. Now, Ultimate Alliance, I played the crap out of. Oh my god! On PlayStation Three. I mean, I I really enjoyed that. But you know, just just because you're not hearing anything doesn't mean they're not working on something. That's because true. Because you you know how people in the entertainment business will keep secrets. <laughs> You know what I'm talking about there, Mike? Yeah, yeah, Mike. I have no clue what you're talking about. I, I don't no. keep secrets. You don't? No. Oh, I'm sorry. That, that must be somebody else that we know works for a major entertainment industry uh, giant. Well, that's, um, that's, that's no moon. That's a, a spaceship Earth. Is that what that? Is? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's what that is. Yeah, you know the 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 day I fi- the day I had to find out super cool stuff just like everybody else. Yeah, no. <laughs> 
Hey, just be careful. I might go rogue on you one of these days. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so yeah so that's um so we so we got some marvel gaming stuff to look forward to in 2017 so you're gonna get to fly to milano and you're gonna get to defend the universe alongside cap falcon and maybe war machine if he fills up to it oh yeah. too soon uh, well, <laughs> Wait, I, hold on. That'd be cool. You get to fight with Doctor Strange. Yeah, yeah, it would. Oh, that'd be cool. What about Squirrel Girl? Oh, I bet you anything they're gonna bring Squirrel Girl in there. You know, uh, Squirrel so. Girl and Deadpool, or was Deadpool already in there? Dead? I don't know. I don't Deadpool's know. not part of the cinematic universe. We know that, but still, I mean, that's it's the only Marvel non cinematic, non Marvel cinematic universe movie to be doing really well. Right. And you know what? <laughs> Deadpool is popular as all get out, and I can't see them not including him. Yeah. You know. But uh, I, 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 don't, I don't know. Well, I I will I will say this. Um, this is pretty cool, but to leave the mutants out is, is like kind of still sticking it to Fox. It is. So I have a funny feeling we're not gonna see um, what you might call it. Deb, or you possibly won't see Deadpool in this. Hmm. This is my personal thought. Well, you know, uh, I'm certainly going to keep my eyes. I mean, now, now that they've been announced, now that they've made an official announcement, I will certainly keep my eyes and ears open as they're uh, releasing. You know who who's going to be in the game and. Uh, and uh, you know, I think it'd be cool to see who they, you know, who they're. Uh, well, we know who's not going to be in it, but who are they going to put in their place? Because you know, Cap is already in the game. War Machine was already in the game. Yeah. Iron Man's already in the game. Um, heck, Nick Fury was in the game. So I think it'd be cool to see. Uh, see what they do. Yeah. 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 That's good. That's gonna. That's gonna be interesting. So now, speaking of mutants, I will ask this quick question: Have y'all seen the trailer for Lee? on sci-fi channel no i've seen parts of it i haven't seen everything oh go check it out could this actually be sci-fi becoming good again quite possible Uh, i thought it was on fx it is on fx i'm sorry yes it is on fx dude you had my hopes up there for a minute on my cable network, FX, Sci-Fi, they're right next to each other. Ah, uh, oh, is that it? There, there's a couple of series I really enjoy on FX. Uh, I think it'd been cool to see um, see Legion on there, but you know, I like FX too, so I'm good. It, it, it's going to be intriguing to see. So, um, as we slowly head towards comic news, I'll. Eric, I think you brought up a story about retro covers. Yes. Okay. Um, Now, I don't know if you remember, but uh, back in the uh, 60s through the 80s, one of the the staples, and I guess this qualifies as a staple, one of the things you could always expect to see on the cover of a Marvel comic was up in the upper left-hand corner, they'd have a a small uh, classic image of that mm-hmm. particular title's characters. Like, you know, of course, you would yeah. see you would see like Cap or Spider-Man or Hulk or or whoever. Well, uh, that that kind of that went 
away, I guess in, what, 90s or so? Something like uh, that, yeah. Yeah, but in February, uh, Marvel is going is uh, going to be teaming up with legendary artist Joe Jusco. If that name sounds familiar to you, then so might the words Marvel Masterpiece. Yes. Because yeah. if you remember the the trading cards back in the early nineties, mm-hmm. they were very they were very hyper realistic, uh painterly versions. The guy just did just knocked the ball out of the park with these. Mm-hmm. I mean those those are some of my favorite ones. And I've got a lot from the nineteen ninety two series. And if you follow Mighty Marvel Geeks on Facebook, then uh, be looking after the first of the year. We'll we'll go back to doing the throwback Thursday uh, card things. We didn't do it this year. We did it last year for like the 1990 card series. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. But we'll start back up with some of these, be sharing them. But what Jusco is doing is uh, over 20 Marvel series will feature his reinterpretations of these classic images. Okay. So you'll have like, you know, these these are ones that were originally done by like people like uh, Steve Ditko, Jack Kirby, uh, John Busima, mm-hmm. and it, it just. He's doing it just like he did it with the Marvel Masterpieces or the Masterworks. I cannot remember. I'm going to have to go back to my binder and look. I think it was Masterworks. Masterworks. Okay. Yeah. But if you if you remember the poses, like you have the Hulk leaping, you have Spider-Man. Spider-Man's just standing there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's not a very relaxed pose, but it's not a very action pose. Mm-mm. But uh, I'm looking at some of these. You have uh, you've got you know Namor. You got Daredevil. Uh, Captain America, Steve Rogers. Uh, let's see what the list is. Yeah. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man number 24, Avengers number 4, Captain America Steve Rogers number 11, Daredevil 17, Invincible Iron Man number 4, Ultimates 2 number 4, Inhumans vs. X-Men number 4, Hulk number 3, Black Panther 11, Champions number 5, Deadpool number 26. I don't remember him seeing him do Deadpool. That ought to be interesting. Doctor Strange, 17. I've seen that. Yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy, 17. I want to see how he does Rocket. That's, that's going to be interesting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well. uh, the Mighty Thor 13, Nova number 3, Spider-Gwen 17, Thanos number 4, The Mighty Captain Marvel number 2, The Punisher number 10, Uncanny Avengers number 20, and Venom number 4. So he's been busy. Yes. Just a little. And a these touch. are and there's there's on the Ultimates 2, number 4, it's going to be the Silver Surfer. And oh, Lord, he looks good. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think my favorite is Hulk, though. Where he's yeah. he's just leaping towards you, and he's he even painted the hair on Hulk's chest. Oh, I mean, did. that's oh, that's did. yeah. So I, I'm not big into variant covers, but this may just have to. This just may have to be something that I get. Yeah, I, I like the cap one. These would be ones to to get the covers just for the covers. Yeah. You know what would be awesome if Marvel commissioned like a series of lithographs. Yeah. Oh. Suitable yeah. for framing cuz you know that you would want to frame these. Yeah. I w- I wouldn't mind even like 3 by 5 cards of these. Well, you could make it you could make that like a mosaic, not a mosaic, but a but a montage thing, collage. Right. That's what I'm saying. If they had yeah. like the 3 by 5s, th- this would be awesome to have and then you get the you know, the large frame that's got the slots for the different 3 by 5s. Yeah. Yes. And piece it together. So, but mm-hmm. um well, that just leads us to one thing. Yep. How about book of the month from last month? 
<laughs> I thought you were going to start playing Shazbots on us. <laughs> no, no, no. That's, Actually, that's later. I, uh, looking at the time, we might need to and, okay. and save book club for, for backstory. Okay. Well, so. hey, if you're listening to the podcast version, keep listening. If you're listening to the social radio version, well, download Oops. the podcast tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. No pow pow. Huh? What? No. No pow pow. It, it's my soundboard. It's kind of freezing up. So we'll have to see what. <laughs> That's not a pow pow. Well, but that might be a tiki room, which might be one of your picks. It might indeed. That's called a segue. Oh, that's called a segue. Well, this is not how. That's not how I planned to start it off. Because hey, that's fine. My first pick of the week is a number three. It is the Enchanted Tiki Room number three, uh, written by John Adams, penciled by Horatio Dominguez, with cover artist Brian Kessinger. Who can we go ahead and say it? Sure. We will have Mr. Kessinger on the show next week. <laughs> we, yes, he has committed. I'm just trying to get that final confirmation. There you go. So, uh, anyway, the mystery will deepen while Agnes ain't sleeping. Can Agnes find her lost dog outside the tiki room at night? Spoiler, nope. But uh, you know, what does she does find will terrify her and you. Now, Wally teaches himself to snorkel with more success than when he taught himself to saw a woman in half. And also, with more soul-searching, Penelope reveals a big secret to her family. Will they forgive her? Will they turn on her? Will they emancipate themselves? Based on the fan-favorite Disney attraction, our tale hits a new high note with Love in the Air, Danger in the Corner, and Jose's new song. Hey, Jose. Well, I, I just think it's funny how at every sporting event, they're always concerned about Jose. Jose, can you see? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 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 yeah. Yeah. <sighs> So, um, Kylan, why don't you go next? Uh, well, my number one pick is a number nine. It's Star, uh, Star Wars Poe Dameron. Number nine, the writer is Charles Soule, penciler and cover artist is Phil Noto. Poe Dameron is on a secret mission from General Organa herself to escort none other than C-3PO on a dangerous mission to the planet Caddick. Also, a sneak peek into Terex's past. The the okay. real reason that she sent Poe off on this escort mission was to get 3PO out of her hair for a while. <laughs> no. She went to get 3P, 3PO drunk? What? No. Nope. It's kind of like, here, you you take him away for a while. <laughs> well, I'm going with a number one for this week, or for my first pick. Ryder is Carrion Gillian. Pinsler is Kev Walker. <coughs> Because you demanded it, the following blockbuster finale of Darth Vader number 25, the fan favorite character begins a new journey in Star Wars Dr. Aphra number one. The new ongoing series coming this December, this month. From superstar writer Carrion Gillian and fan favorite artist Kev Walker comes Marvel's first ongoing series starring an original character created in the comics. Follow her time in the clutches of Darth Vader. Or following her time in the clutches of Darth Vader, Dr. Aphra has barely escaped with her life. If he ever learns of her survival, 
He'll hunt her to the ends of the galaxy. But now it's time for a return to what she does best. With droids triple zero and BT-1 in tow, she's off to search for rare artifacts from a galaxy... Galactic Center to the from the Galactic Center to the Outer Rim and everywhere in between. Afra's got debts to pay after all. Just as long as she can stay one step ahead of the Empire, some bounty hunters, and just about everyone else in the galaxy. And I see and since this character is now canon, I could see potentially if they do a movie about stealing the plans for Death Star Two. With the Bothans? With the Bothans? I would love to see her involved. Oh, yeah. It would be kind of a stretch for her to show up in, like, episode eight or nine, wouldn't it? Yeah, unless she's really old. Yeah, but you really wouldn't want an old Dr. Afro, would you? No, that's why I said... Well, if it, but if they do if they do a movie that's set in between, you know, with the standalones in the future, since yeah. it's being talked about that they're, another anthology movie, yeah. Well, they're 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 talking they're talking after episode nine, no more anthologies. They're all going to be standalones, unless the standalones create their own anthologies. Well, see, that's what I was talking about. Um, I would love to see Afra in a standalone that takes place during their original trilogy, mm. but. Since we're talking Star Wars, I will say they have announced the release date for um, Star Wars Rogue One for the sequel. For the sequel. For the sequel. The sequel. The sequel. Do I need to get Please tell us. Yes. (laughs) The release date for for the sequel to Star Wars Rogue One will be... Oh, let me find it real quick. Where did it go? February 30th? No, it is not February 30th. (laughs) It will be May 25th, 1977. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I was sitting there like, uh, I see uh, what you did there. I was like, wasn't the sequel like episode four? Yeah. Yeah, I see what you did <laughs> yeah. there. Yeah. So, um, on to our number two picks. My number two pick is a number two. It is the Unworthy Thor number two, written by Jason Aaron, penciled by Olivier Coppel. The realm of old Asgard has vanished, taking with it Odinson's hope for redemption. But good tidings from Beta Ray Bill might breathe new life into the quest. For Bill knows the fate of the realm eternal. To win back Odinson's honor, the brothers in arms must infiltrate the fortress of the Collector. Dun, dun. Dun dun dun! <laughs> I like Beta Ray Bill. You just I, you don't really see enough of him, in my opinion. No, you don't. No. Well, Kylan, be up to you next. My number two is a number three. This cage number three writer, penciler, and cover artist are Jindy Tartakovsky, the ah. guy who created Dexter's Lab. Yes, and Samurai Jack, and all that yes. awesomeness. Yeah. So, trapped with Misty Knight, Iron Fist, and a bevy of guest stars on the island of No Return, Cage and his cohorts are forced to battle strange beasts who walk like men. It's out of sight. That's right. And there's a, a Cage is in a leisure suit, y'all. I noticed that. I'm kind of like, yeah, this is yeah. throwback. Yes. It, it just makes you want to go. Sweet Christmas. I have mercy. <laughs> Oh my God. Not really, no, but hey, take that ball and run with it. <laughs> Sweet Christmas. But everything Ever. goes down smooth and nice with a Colt 45. 
<laughs> oh my god. No? Oh no. Nah. <laughs> but it's my party and I can cry if I want to. Yes, you can. <laughs> Yes, you can. All right, my second pick of the week. I don't know if there's going to be a theme here or not. It's written by Jason Aaron, penciler Salvador LaRocca. It's Star Wars number 26. With one of our rebel crew captured and imprisoned, we turn once more to the journals of Ben Kenobi and a legendary adventure of Jedi Master Yoda. So I'm cool with how they break this up, and every so often they throw in a, a Kenobi, you know, a one a one off Kenobi story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I want to say they did it with issue ten, somewhere between ten to twelve. So to right. do it right after the big twenty five, and of course the Star Wars annual just came out as well. Um, this would be this would be a great grab. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm I've been digging the series. I I really have. Uh, I, I'm enjoying it a lot. Jason's been doing an amazing job with it. So yeah, um, I, I like his right. On to mm-hmm. number three. Okay, my number three is a number one. You see how it's going in reverse order? I was going to go one, two, three until you brought in that segue. But anyway, segue? no, I'm not bitter in the least. Anyway, uh, my secrets? number three, like I said, is number one. It is Nova number one. And this is where the best laid plans of Mice and Men often go awry because we were going to have – uh, the writer, the co-writer, and the penciler Ramon Perez back here on the show. If y'all remember, he was uh, for he was the guest for episode one hundred. Unfortunately, he had to like reschedule a, sounds at like the a, last moment. Sounds like a trivia question. Uh, it just might be. Or was. if somebody asked that, that would be interesting. Or was. <laughs> but we don't have Ramon, but we have his book, and uh, where Rich Ryder makes his roaring return to the Marvel Universe. Yes, I missed Rich. He, how will Sam Alexander cope with this unfathomable homecoming? It's the return you've all been waiting for, or is it something else? Strap in, true believer. You've never seen a Nova book like this before. <laughs> yeah. So how about you, Kylan? Your yeah. final pick of the week. My final pick of the week is Black Panther, World of Wakanda, number two. Uh, writers are Tanahisi Coates and Roxanne Gay. Uh, the penciler is Aletha Martinez, and the cover artist is Afua Richardson. Training day. Ayo and Anika are given their first assignments as Dora Milaje. Protect Queen Shuri at all costs. Meanwhile, Chawa, the former king, lies with bedfellows so dark disgrace is inevitable see a major plot point from hickman's new adventures run from a completely new point of view one that changes everything okay well my final pick if you could think you could figure it out (laughs) it's written by ryan north penciler is erica henderson it is the incredible the unbeatable squirrel girl number 15 could have had the Star Wars trifecta, <laughs> but Kylan picked up the other Star Wars title. Bitter much? I, I was no. going to give it to you. No, I can't pass up Squirrel Girl. Well, I see. well there's if, that. If, if there's another character who belongs in the Star Wars universe, it's Squirrel Girl. I'll give you that, yes. So I will team love, up with Jackson. I would love to see an unbeatable Squirrel Girl dream sequence episode. 
where she's fighting along Star Wars characters. <laughs> but with number 15, when the Taskmaster, Taskmaster comes to town and brings with him his ability to duplicate anyone's sweet moves, who stands between him and total domination? See, I could tell you're glancing at the title of this comic and whispering, well, it's probably Squirrel Girl, but guess what? This time, it's actually Nancy's cat, Mew, who has no powers whatsoever. Thrill as Mew loafs around the house. Gasp as Mew chases a mouse and then takes a nap. Boggle as you wonder how we could probably... How we possibly managed to pitch an issue entirely from a cat's point of view to Marvel. The multinational corporation with a lot invested in our comic continuing to star a squirrel and or girl. They knew the risk when they let Hawkeye have that pizza dog issue. Though, so this was clearly inevitable. Mew issue. Bring your tissues. <laughs> this. Okay. This. Yeah. So... Well, before we wrap it up for the week, why don't we hit the unlimited pick? The unlimited pick uh, is also the book club pick for this month. And that is uh, also a tie-in to the guest that we were planning on having this week. But, you know, it's okay. We will get him rescheduled. We will have him back at some point. Uh, we're still working through that. But uh, as I picked one Nova number one for my regular pick of the week, well, my book club of the month is the first Nova number one. Is the Nova volume one number one from all the way back September 1976. Celebrating 40 years of Nova. I didn't plan it that way, but hey, I'll take that. Uh, Nova number one, written by Marv Wolfman, penciled by John Buscema, inked by Joe Sinnott, with uh, Michelle Wolfman as the colorist and Marv Wolfman as the editor. How convenient. Wolfman, Wolfman, Wolfman. So I take it, that's it? No trivia, no nothing about the book? Well, his origin issue is where you sh where he shows <laughs> up. Um, and, and, well, we can discuss it next month, which would also be next year. We can do that. <laughs> okay. So, you just have to wait till next year to discuss it. It's just a bright, shining star for next year. Mm -hmm. There you, there you go. go. Well, I think that's going to bring this issue to a close. Or at least uh, the Sorcerer Radio podcast, version. The, the, the Sorcerer Radio version, as you said. Um... Any final if you're listening thoughts? to the podcast, just stick around for a while. Yeah. Hang in there through the closing credits, and we'll go right into backstory. But okay. until then, any final thoughts? Uh, no. Nope. i um, pretty much got nothing. Okay. On that note, then, Jarvis, if you would, please. All wrapped up here, sir. Will there be anything else? Nope. Just time to go dark. You know, now I'm thinking I want to see Fitz as the Spirit of Vengeance. Oh, oh that would be an interesting twist. Now, just I, I have no reason, no no canon reason, no cinematic universe reason. It just I think it'd be funny as crap. Yeah, I, I, I want to see uh, I, I want to see Mac shotgun shooting Hellfire now. See, I put that Craven on you. You did. You did. Well, we, we didn't talk anything about Craven being in the series. Not that Craven. Oh, okay. Sorry. Another Craven by the same name. Ah. That works too. <laughs> Although, you'd be cool to see Craven in Marvel, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. 
Or Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., rather, not, you know. 